You're listening to The Rocks and Ritual Show with Debbie Barr on Natural Health Radio. Hi, and thanks for joining me on this fifth and final podcast of the uh, Reiki Principles. Um, we've looked at living without anger, living without worry, living in gratitude and working honestly and hard on ourselves. So we've reached the last Reiki Principle just for today. Be kind to all living things. By this point in our series of Reiki pods and looking at the Reiki principles, you're maybe noticing an underlying concept that not only is happiness key, but we are all connected. The new world of quantum physics and research in this area is actually opening up deeper understanding of energy and the fact that we are all intrinsically linked. I think it's called quantum entanglement. It's fascinating if you ever, um, if you if you have presence of mind that you want to go and look it up and, and research a wee bit about it. It's really, really exciting and fascinating. Um, wee bit beyond the scope of this podcast, to be fair, and I'm not a quantum physicist. I just like to mind boggle myself by reading it, but it really opens up this understanding about the fact that we are all intrinsically linked. Okay, so this principle about being kind to all living things I believe invites us to look at this concept of being connected, that what we do to others, we're actually doing to ourselves. So you need to be kind to all people. And that includes you. Okay, it includes yourself. So let me ask you, first of all, do you consider yourself to be a kind person? I mean, what is kindness? What does it even mean? Well, if you look it up and do a search on it, according to Wikipedia, kindness is a behaviour marked by ethical characteristics, a pleasant disposition and a concern for others. Another definition you'll find is um, kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. So I think we would agree, you know, I would agree that kindness is pretty much all those things. And it's relatively easy to be kind to those whom we love and to those whom we respect It's not so easy, however, to be kind to to people we have difficulty with or people who are rude or obnoxious or people who perhaps, you know, have done horrible things and it's quite difficult to be, you know, to feel, (coughs) excuse me, kindness or compassion towards those people. However, Yusui doesn't say be kind to some of the people some of the time. He says be kind to all living things, sometimes translated as be kind to all people. I quite like the all living things translation because I feel we should practice kindness and, you know, compassion and consideration towards not just people, but animals and plants. You know, we're all connected. Everything comes from source. Everything is entangled together. And, you know, therefore we should be kind to everything, including the animals and the plants and the planet upon which we live. You know, kindness should really be the foundation upon which we build our lives. It costs nothing to be kind. So what about those people that push the buttons, those who we find it really difficult um, to be around and to, to be kind to? You know, some teachings tell us that what irritates us most about someone is often a mirror image of what we don't like about ourselves. And this one's quite hard to hear. Nobody likes to hear this. You know, for example, if you dislike someone because they are overly critical or judgmental, this theory would suggest that that perhaps means that you're a little bit critical or judgmental too. And you see that in the other person and it's highlighted and reflected back at you. Um, and this is really where the, where, what we were talking about last time comes in, you know, this do your work honestly, be honest with yourself. Is that the case? You know, think about someone who does push your buttons 
do you see anything in them that reflects back on the maybe the the darker aspects of your your personality that you keep hidden you know only you'll know this you don't have to tell anybody also sometimes our belief patterns and thinking can get in the way of us being kind you know fear guilt resentment criticism all these things stop us from being kind these emotions and limiting belief patterns kind of keep us stuck in a negative spiral where you feel like a victim you know if you're if you're frightened of something or you're you've guilt towards something or resent if you resent something or someone or you constantly criticize it kind of puts you on the back foot puts you as a as a victim and if you notice that you're on this loop then it's time to break free from it no more being the victim it's time to switch out the negative and choose to be more positive if you go right back to the very start of this series of podcasts when we were talking about living without anger I said to you then, we always have a choice in how we think, feel and behave. You know, you, you your emotion, your emotional reactions are a choice, that you're an internal choice that you're making. And it's easy to fall prey to victim mentality, but it stops you from experiencing the powerful healing benefits of positivity and kindness. It's really time to create a more positive, compassionate and tolerant world. Wouldn't you agree? But it all starts with you. In the UK, we are at a massive disadvantage because we've been brought up to be very reined in and restrained. You know, we find it hard to be positive about ourselves or to express ourselves in a loving way. You know, this whole British stiff upper lip has a lot to answer for. And, you know, religion has a lot to play too. I personally was brought up in a Christian household and often heard the verse, you know, love your neighbour as yourself. But I think that the focus was always on the first part of that sentence and the emphasis was to always put other people first. Particularly in Northern Ireland, it's a thing that that we always do, you know. It appeared to be the Christian thing to do, put others first and to love them more than we loved ourselves. But that's not what that actually says. It says, love your neighbour as yourself. In other words, as you love yourself. So do you love yourself? I know that this is a concept that we all struggle with. Particularly here in Northern Ireland, I see it all the time with people that come into my therapy room, I see it. And, you know, it seems to be a cultural thing um, to always put yourself down and lift others up. You know, we're pretty useless at accepting compliments and praise and, you know, talking about ourselves in any positive way. I mean, if I asked you to tell me all the brilliant things about you, could you do that for me? Could you do it easily or would it make you really uncomfortable? And make you squirm a wee bit and go, no, I don't know if I can do that. A lot of people find it easier to provide a list of negative things and be really self-critical rather than praise themselves. It's almost like you're ashamed of your brilliance. You're, you're, it's seen as being big-headed to praise yourself or to be proud of your own achievements. But why is that? Why do? We, why have we? Why have we got this limiting belief? Because the fact of the matter is, we are all valuable. And we all have a role to play. Each of us is brilliantly unique. And we all have our divine inner light to shine. You know, It's important that we acknowledge how important we are, as well as acknowledging and respecting other people. Marianne Williamson writes in A Return to Love that our deepest fear isn't that we're inadequate. The deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond our measure and that it's actually our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. She says that we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented or fabulous? Well, actually, who are you not to be? 
you're a child of the universe. You're playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. She goes on to say, we were all meant to shine as children do. If as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I really love this piece of text and this quote. It really kind of sums up my beliefs and encompasses what I feel Reiki is all about. You know, for me, Reiki is about shining your light and therefore encouraging others to shine theirs because it is true that, you know, when you start to shine and you start to say it's okay, other people will will go, well, actually, if she can do it, so can I. And the next thing, their light pops on and they start to shine and then they affect someone else and their light shines. You imagine if everybody just was so happy to shine their light, not in a hugely competitive way, not saying my light's brighter than yours because nobody's light's brighter than anybody else's. We've all got the same light. Life just gives us a few lampshades and we put the lampshades over our light. Okay? Everybody's got the same light. I struggled for a long time with loving myself. I, you know... I kind of felt it was somehow wrong or inappropriate to care deeply for myself. But Reiki helped me heal that limiting belief. And I I began to see that I actually had a duty of care for myself. I needed to love and respect myself so that I was then available to love and respect other people. And I was learning as I went through my journey that it was important for me to be nice to myself and to care for my body and mind and to care for my deepest soul desires. That it was really important that I took out some time for me. That that wasn't a selfish thing to do. If you ask any of my students or any of my clients, they'll say that one of my favourite phrases is, you cannot give from an empty vessel. And if you've worked with me, you'll probably sick of me saying it. But it's so true. If you are constantly being kind to everyone else, running about pleasing other people while not taking any care of yourself, you will eventually burn out. You will fall apart because you will be constantly giving, giving, giving and not receiving, so you will be out of balance. And I see this all the time in my practice. You know, people come into my therapy room for help with various things, stress, emotional issues, problems, you know, physical issues, whatever it may be, and it usually all boils down to the fact that they're simply not taking any care of themselves, or enough care of themselves, or they're feeling stressed or put upon by all the weight of their responsibilities. Having time out for yourself is not selfish. It is an absolute necessity. You know, if we look back to that that verse from earlier, you know, we're told to love our neighbour as we love ourselves. So, let's break this down. If you are not looking after yourself and you do not love yourself in any way, then how can you love someone else in the same way? How can you love your neighbour as yourself? So does that mean then you don't love your neighbour at all because... You don't love yourself, so you you know, you treat them as badly as you treat you. That's not what it says, is it? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So to constantly think that everyone else is more important than you, because that's the Christian thing to do, or that's the that's the moral thing to do, is actually complete nonsense because if you don't care about yourself and you don't love yourself enough, then you're actually not able to love anyone else. So take the time out. Look after yourself. I've personally learned that I need a lot of time in solitude. You just ask my partner. I need to give myself the gift of regular walks in nature. Good coffee, 
good books, learning, precious time to write, paint, meditate, or cook. I like to cook in order to feel balanced. And without these things, I become a bit of a stress head and then I can't help other people. You know, so if I don't look after myself, I can't then be an effective Reiki practitioner, Reiki master, therapist. I can't do those things if I am not looking after myself. The more you care for yourself, the more you find that you naturally are more willing to care for other people. Because if you feel put upon and stressed by all your responsibilities and you're being a reluctant carer, you know, you're, you're caring for someone because it's, it's a sense of duty and you must do it and you're pushing your own needs to the side and you're actually deep down really begrudging the fact that you're doing it. You're acting out of that sense of begrudged duty rather than kindness. It's not the same thing. You're not being kind. You're not being kind to them because on an energetic level, they're feeling the, the weight of your resentment. And you're feeling full of resentment. And that's heavy. That's a heavy emotion. And we said earlier on that resentment, guilt, fear, criticism are all things that block kindness. So if you're working like that, then it's time for you to take some time out. When you begin to give yourself the love and the respect and the care and attention that you need, this naturally allows you to increase your happiness factor and your joy. And this in turn increases your energy vibration which gives the ripple effect outwards that we've talked about before. You begin to have more energy and you actually then want to help others willingly because you have learned to say no when you can't do it and when it doesn't feel right and learn to say yes when you can. And saying no doesn't make you a bad person. That's another thing that in Northern Ireland we are useless at, um, saying no to people. You know, it's okay to say no and not have to explain yourself. As you practice this kindness, and this practice of self-kindness, you'll notice that what goes around comes around. The kinder you are, you know, the more you'll receive kindness back, particularly to yourself, you know, because people will start to see that you respect yourself and respect your boundaries and that you have a healthy way of life and they will be inspired by that. You know, and that in turn then helps them to look after themselves and everybody then becomes naturally kinder. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, uh, when we feel love and kindness towards others, it not only makes others feel loved and cared for, but it helps us to develop inner happiness and peace. And it's so true, because it really does. So how, how do we put this all into practice? How, how are we, how can we be kind to other people whilst looking after ourselves? Well, one of the easiest ways to be kind is to be of service to people. You know, do something helpful or useful every day for someone. It doesn't have to be big things. It can be something really small, like maybe you see someone struggling with a heavy bag and you offer to help them lift it. Or perhaps you have a few spare coins and you want to donate to a good cause. Or you're simply holding a door open for someone. You know, little random acts of kindness. Giving affection is another way of expressing your care and your compassion. You know, everybody wants to be loved and cared for. So tell the people around you that you love and care for them. Hug your partner and your kids and your friends. You know, be tactile, be friendly, be affectionate with those that you love. You know, it's not all about, you know, just keeping the stiff upper lip and carrying on. You know, be affectionate, laugh as well. Laughter really is the best form of medicine and laughing together is a surefire way of increasing the vibration in the room. It's actually the, it's the sound of kindness whenever you laugh. And as we talked about in, in the third podcast, Living with Gratitude, you know, be grateful. 
that naturally causes a ripple of kindness. You know, send kind emails and messages, write a thank you note or a card, pick up the phone and speak with someone, make an effort to be kind, doing the little random acts. And compliment people. And actually mean it. And what I would also like to say is, when you are given a compliment, accept it. Just say thank you. Because whenever you reject a compliment, if someone says, you're looking really lovely today, and you go, oh God, this whole thing, oh no, no, no. You know, that's like throwing a gift back at someone. It's like someone handing you something and you're going, oh what, this whole thing I don't want, and throwing it back. You're devaluing their words and their opinion and their effort to be kind. You're actually pushing it back in their face. So the next time you get a compliment, even if it makes you a little uncomfortable, because you're not used to accepting compliments, simply say thank you. I promise it gets easier. I was useless at receiving compliments. I'm getting better at it. I've, I've learned to just say thank you because I didn't realise how hurtful it was to the other person. And I, I would never call myself a hurtful person. I didn't realise how blunt and how horrible it was to actually have it pushed back in your face. And then I noticed when I realised that, that the sort of the look of, oh, whenever somebody says something nice and you go, oh, what? No, no, you're talking nonsense. You know, so accept the compliment, say thank you. Another way of being kind and compassionate is to simply offer a listening ear. You know, how often do you really listen to what's being said? Most of the time when we talk to others, we're thinking about what we're going to say next rather than listening to them. So when you actually really take the time to really listen and to hear what's being said, you're actually being kind and compassionate. And often that's all someone needs is just someone to listen, not to tell them what to do or offer advice, just to listen, hold space. And it's really important that you don't forget about yourself and all this. Take time for yourself. Make some time for solitude and meditation. Make your time for walks or long baths. You know, read your favourite books or magazines. Get yourself a decent cup of coffee. Take a break. It's not selfish. It's necessity. You must fill your own cup before you can help other people. Being kind and compassionate is a beautiful way to be. The more you practice it, the more you shine your light and that encourages others to do the same. It's not always easy, but you can work on the difficult people too. So you can use a meditative practice whereby you visualise being kind to yourself. Um, so for example, you know, see yourself being kind to yourself. You can take a moment even to do this now. You know, close your eyes if you can. Um, obviously, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But you know, think about yourself and think about yourself in a positive light. You know, see yourself smiling at yourself in the mirror. See yourself, you know, treating yourself to some quality, you know, quality time for you. Quality me time. You know, out for a walk, having a coffee, whatever it may be. Okay, just see yourself and feel yourself begin to relax as you're kind to yourself. And then what you can do is you can take the vision outwards and you can visualize yourself being kind and compassionate to someone that you really respect. You know, so maybe perhaps a teacher that you know or um, a colleague or a friend, someone that you really respect and have a lot of time for, you know, and feel the warmth of loving kindness begin to emanate from your being and allow it to surround the other person in your mind. Allow yourself to feel that connection and that compassion. And then I want you to think about someone that you love. And really repeat that process again, feeling the warmth and the kindness rising up and engulfing the other person as you visualise love and kindness sweeping over you both. And, 
you know, when you're doing this, if you're doing this in your own time, take your time to really do this. I'm just explaining how it's done. I'm not actually taking you through it at this point, but just do that. But then what I want you to do is once you've done yourself and you have worked with someone that you um, respect and you've thought about someone that you love, then I want you to think about someone you're having difficulty with. I want to, I want you to see yourself smiling at them and them smiling back. I want you to think about any positive traits that they have that you can focus on and begin to see them shine their light. Begin to see them soften and glow as you offer them the compassion and kindness and love from your heart. And take your time with this one. This one can sometimes feel a little difficult, but it really does work. And I promise if you practice this technique, it will help with your relationships. It will help. You know, working with these meditative techniques and visualizations do help to deal with difficult people. Nobody's asking you to be a doormat. You know, if someone is being difficult or toxic and you need to remove them from your life, then do that. You know, you can always be assertive, but you can always be kind. Being assertive and removing yourself from toxic situations doesn't mean you're not kind. You're being kind to yourself. Reflect on your positive qualities and reflect on theirs. You know, begin to see things from a higher perspective and you will notice the changes. So remember the principles. Just for today, be kind to all people and that includes yourself. I hope you've enjoyed this series of podcasts. Um... If you would like any further information about Reiki or about what I do, please do get in touch with me. You can visit my website www.rocksandrituals.co.uk or you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, I would love to hear from you. Let me know how you have found these um, pods, whether you've managed to bring any of the, the tools and techniques into your life. And if I can help in any way, please do get in touch. In the meantime... Um, I'll be back next month with new content and in the meantime, live well, be kind, including yourself and be Reiki. Namaste. You're listening to the Rocks and Rituals show with Debbie Barr on Natural Health Radio.